Today, I want to share something with you all that has been pivotal to the development of my identity. When I took the initiative to take full control of this aspect of my life, I gained a more powerful sense of self, much more respect from others, developed stronger bonds with loved ones, and started to come across higher quality people in my life than what I've been accustomed to before. And so this catalyst for change in identity and relationships is called code. And so in today's episode, guys, I'll explain what exactly code is, my personal story for why I was inspired to take an active role in developing my own, the importance of having one, and some components you can add into yours as a starting point if you need to build your own. A code of conduct is a set of rules outlining the expectations, responsibilities, or proper practices of an individual party or an organization. And so traditionally, a code is based in a sense of honor, or at least the adherence of a code is based in a sense of honor. And so while law is what governs you along with the rest of the citizens in your country, code is what serves as an informal law for the groups that you belong to or for you individually. And the concept itself is not necessarily tied to morality, but multiple groups and individuals have a sense of morals and ethics incorporated into theirs, which I would definitely recommend. And so for most of my life, code wasn't a main focus behind the daily decisions that I made. Of course, you know, I had a sense of what was right and wrong, but when it came down to making the tough decisions, I was definitely more inclined to, I guess you could say, do what was the most convenient, you know, especially when no one was looking. And so my look on this pretty much changed completely when myself and others that I care about had an unfortunate and painful experience at the hands of people that I fully trusted for most of my life up until that point. And so working my way through that situation showed me just how harmful a disregard for code could be on the well-being of others, but more specifically, uh, the harm that could come from a complete disregard of morality. And so this was, this was an experience that I'll probably never forget for the rest of my life. But I'd have to say that one major positive came from it. If it hadn't been for this, I wouldn't have committed to living a life of principle. The ill feelings that I had from that situation resonated within me to a point to where I was determined to make sure that I would never be a person that would ever think of causing that much damage in someone's life. And I remember thinking back to a quote that I had to memorize when I was a freshman in the Corps of Cadets at Texas A&M, and I'll share it with you. To the students, let your watchword be duty and know no other talisman of success than labor. Let honor be your guiding star in your dealings with your superiors, your fellows, with all. Be as true to a trust reposed as needle to the pole. Stand by the right even to the sacrifice of life itself. And learn that death is preferable to dishonor. The words from that speech went from being trivial to foundational as they inspired me to build a new outlook on how I wanted to live my life and influence others. And so some of you may have wondered about the significance of the compass in the cover art. The inspiration for that was from that third line. Be as true to a trust reposed as the needle to the pole. And what that means is that your integrity, honesty, and steadfastness to what you believe should be as unwavering as a compass needle, which always points north. And so some of you may be wondering, why is all this important? Why should men be deliberate in choosing the rules they live their life by? The answer to this question is pretty simple. The quality of your code and your level of commitment to it 
has a direct effect on the quality of man that you become. As well as the success of the relationships of others that you have and the well-being of the people around you. And so what will a man with no code stand for? Nothing. He will always take the most comfortable or self-serving route. And as a result, there isn't a real consistency in the direction that he's moving in. Having a code forces personal accountability. And so those who do not possess a strong code tend to blame their shortcomings and mistakes on outside influences like their environment or other people. And the reason is because without a code, they have no real framework to set boundaries or expectations for themselves when it comes to their behavior. And so this leaves them with very little inclination to accept full responsibility in their life. And so to make sure you all understand my point, I'll give you an example, okay? And so let's say you're a Christian. And when you're a Christian, the Bible gives you a set of values that you're supposed to live by. So in theory, how closely you follow the teachings from the Bible determines how good of a Christian man you are, right? The decision to take on a code places responsibility on the person that chooses to live by those rules. And so the teachings from the Bible will serve as that man's measuring stick. And so with that being said, the person who lives in no real sense of code has no measuring stick. When you, don't have to have, like, when you don't have any rules to play by, anything is fair game. You can find a way to justify whatever you do, effectively creating your own rules for every unique situation that you're in. You can't feel a sense of disappointment or guilt from breaking rules if you have no set rules. And this allows the codeless man to pass blame and responsibility to others without soiling his own conscience. And also, never being in the wrong gives you an excuse to never have to change for the better. It's pretty much inevitable that his actions are going to you know, eventually affect other people in a negative way. The actions of these men can range from lies and deceit to even violent crimes. And even on a larger scale, this has played out in history plenty of times. Plenty of times. The lack of code, or at least the generation of it, among the individuals that make up a society, is what leads to events like the Holocaust, slavery, and even the toxic political climate that has been plaguing our nation today. And so if you don't commit to a code, you'll be like water, which always flows to the path of least resistance. You're much more likely to comply with anything that the mob around you or the majority is pushing for, right or wrong. And with all this being said, don't fall into the trap of following rules just because you're supposed to. This will make you much more likely to compromise than when no one is looking. Approach your commitment to code as an honor. Knowing that you are a man of high character and commitment will build a sense of self-worth that will help you to remain steadfast when your strength is tested. This strength is the defining characteristic that separates a man from the lack of discipline that characterizes a boy or a man-child. And so to see how code affects our relationships, I want you to take a look at your social tendencies. Take a look at all of our social tendencies. We surround ourselves with people that are similar to us for the most part. I'm sure the primary people in your life probably have values, principles, interests, and outlooks that are pretty similar to yours. Commitment to a code is key to functioning well in a group. When you don't honor your code, you are a liability to your group. You're inconsistent, which makes it hard for the other members to put their trust in you. And trust is the foundation of any healthy relationship. The quality of your code is especially important, too, because it will determine which groups you fall into. If your personal code doesn't place a high level of importance on things like morality, integrity, or courage, 
it's much more likely that you will attract people in your circle who do not live by those principles either. And so someone who truly prioritizes integrity only wants to be involved with people who are integrous, people who feel strongly about their morals, find it hard to tolerate immoral people. And so if you've continuously had the same types of bad experiences in your friendships or relationships, there's a good chance that those character flaws that they have were there the whole time. You have to ask yourself is there, if there is either a similar hole in your own character, a personal constraint that you're dealing with, or a conscious choice you made to tolerate that person anyway, despite your better judgment. Sometimes a family is unavoidable, but as adults, we all have the power to decide what type of people we want to be and who we want in our life. And so if you want to ensure that you will have high-quality connections, follow a high-quality code. The closer you follow it, the more respect and the more opportunities you will get from people who live in a similar way. Here's another angle that we can use to look at this. And so, of course, it's natural to want to improve the trajectory of your own life. But in this journey, we cannot forget something that is much more important in the grand scheme of things than our individual lives. Keyword, individual lives. And that is the lives. And, and also, taking time to reflect on that negative experience and how I coped with it gave me insight on the importance of having men of character in my circle that I could trust and that could also like offer support and advice when I couldn't figure things out on my own. And so now that I got all that off my chest, uh, I'll hop into the next thing. The second thing uh, that I learned is that regular average nightlife is actually pretty overrated. Well, at least in my personal opinion. And so maybe when I'm making more money in the future and have the opportunity to go to better places, I'll change my mind. But in the meantime, having that experience on the bar bike made me think uh, back to like all the other times I've gone out sober. I remember thinking to myself in those moments, this would be so much more fun if I could drink right now. Due to the fact that I've now had fun in plenty of ways outside of bars and clubs, I began to wonder, is the club really even that great? I had to think about what the appeal of it all was in the first place. Honestly, uh, I could say that the main motives that I had behind going out all those times in the past was really just to spend time with friends because that's what they like to do. And it was also an easy way to go meet women. And so I won't dive into the different dynamics that come with meeting women in these types of environments. But I will say that being sober in these situations kind of showed me that, at least based on what I'm looking for, uh, it isn't in my best interest to cast my line in those type of places, if you get what I'm saying. And so I'll leave it at that. But... <coughs> <coughs> But uh, in regard to the part about hanging out with friends, we were actually able to find supplements to going out. And so game nights, watch parties for sports, boxing classes, bowling, sand volleyball, and a number of other things have been alternatives. And so doing these activities along uh, with me improving my dating profiles on Hinge and other apps made it to where uh, nightlife didn't have as much of a draw anymore. And so just to make a side note, uh, figuring out this whole podcast thing has also occupied a lot of the time that I would have otherwise used to go out to. And so that's another thing to add. But um, the third and final thing that I've learned from quitting alcohol kind of ties into the one I just mentioned before. It made me reflect on the lack of quality of some of my past fun. And so to give an idea of what I'm talking about, drinking could be added to pretty much, you know, 
any regular everyday activities. And all of a sudden, those activities magically became these great events in our minds. And so when the COVID lockdown had first started, I was still in college and most of my friends were as well. And we all chose to stay in town instead of going home. And so everything was obviously closed at the time. And there was almost nothing to do for two whole months until uh, we, we graduated. So what do we do? Drink. In a matter of weeks, nearly all the seniors that were still in town, at least that I knew, had turned into Homer Simpson. And so we found a reason to drink for nearly every situation. Watching movies, uh, talking, eating playing video games, reading, and some people even studying. And so it's not like we had many options, but things were obviously getting ridiculous. And so there were also plenty of times when a few of us would be together, you know, beers in hand, and we would talk about our fun experiences we had pre-COVID that included drinking. Honestly, a lot of those activities were pretty basic too. And so it all seemed great and entertaining at the time, but thinking back on it, I realized that a lot of those experiences tongue-tied, but I realized that a lot of those experiences really weren't special at all. And so being inebriated really just made it seem like it was a lot better than it really was. It's almost as if we were using liquor to inject fun into activities because we couldn't add to the experience with our own regular personalities. And so after making this realization, I started to kind of look forward to having more experiences without the aid of alcohol. And so to wrap this up, guys, I don't want anyone to think that I'm passing judgment on people that drink or that I'm saying anyone who drinks has the same issues that I did. I'm just speaking from my own personal experiences and sharing the insights that I gained from my own self-reflection. And so when things are safe, of course, uh, that would be ideal anyway. I would encourage anybody listening to this to try going to a club or a party sober a few times if you've never done it before. If it's a weird experience, take the time to understand why you're uncomfortable. And hopefully that experience will motivate you to develop yourself into the type of guy that can go in there sober next time, go in the middle of the dance floor by yourself and just go crazy without a care in the world about what anybody else thinks about you. If you're already on that level, that's great. If not, you can get there. You don't have to be the same person with the same constraints for the rest of your life. Thanks for listening, guys.